Well, hello. Welcome to a Power Talk podcast with Pastor Paul Chicato. What's up, everybody? Hey, hey. And Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How you doing, Pastor? Doing good today. Good, Pastor. We have a really good topic, Pastor. Yes. I love it. It's on reproach. Oh, yeah. Now, you've ministered to this on February, early this year. Yes. Now, side note. Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're I can't believe we're already this far into the year yeah, no that we're talking about earlier this year. I know. This year's flying by. It it's, is it's, flying it's just by. flying by. I love when time flies. Don't you though? Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, you mentioned the word reproach. Yes. And this was heavy on your heart. Yeah. Shortly after you ministered the message breaking barriers. Right. Now, what was so significant to you, Pastor, and why was this important to give to the church the reproach? Well, because we got to understand that when you're talking about the reproach, um, a reproach, basically, it's the way the world looks at you. You see, the church isn't, you know, again, I, we talk a lot about the church mm-hmm. um, because everything we do deals kind of with that today. You know, okay. to, you know, used to it was different mm-hmm. things, but, but today everything kind of revolves in some way around the church, especially yeah. being that that's what we talk about. But. Right. But the reproach has a lot to do with how the people, how outsiders see us, yeah. how they view us. Yeah. And if we can break that thing, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance that we can also win them to the Lord mm. because it's a spiritual problem. So the reproach is a very deeply spiritual problem connected to how the people of the world see us. Wow. I mean, you know, I know a lot of atheists that don't really have a problem with the church per se Mm -hmm. they just don't believe that the church is necessary yeah but they're not going to be out there protesting against it either because they just don't believe it means much right uh then you have other people that out there they think the church is doing all kinds of devastating things because we talk against certain sins and right you know things of that nature and and so now you got people that protest and then you got other people are like ah i don't go because i've been hurt by church so everybody has a view of church whether it's at a very high level of disagreement yeah. or even a low level of don't really care. Right. Nonetheless, they have they have a specific view of the church. Wow. And that's what the reproach is. And so God is seeing this and uh-huh. he's conveying this to you as a pastor to give to us as a church. Like this is something that needs to be addressed and fixed and corrected. Yes. Because if we can break this reproach mm-hmm. that's upon the church... Mm-hmm. A lot more people would come to accept the Lord. It's hard, though, because mm. it is a spiritual problem. It's connected mm. with people. Anytime you got people outside of the church, they're connected to something spiritually, even if they don't believe they're connected to anything spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. We're all connected to something spiritually, whether we like it or not. Uh, um, that's another good podcast, by the oh way. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. That we're all connected to something spiritually. Whether you believe it or not. And that's why Jesus made it known that, you know, if you knew who it was that you were trying to kill... You, you would at least, at very best, we know that you're not of your father Abraham because right. he wouldn't kill me. Right. And Jesus said, you would protect me. You protect me. You would protect me and try to kill me. And Jesus was talking to the, the religious leaders and stuff, but he was also talking to those that were also in agreement with the religious leaders. Mm. Because they were going to stone him too if the religious right. leaders told him to do it. Right. And so the point is that... You're con- they were deeply connected because Jesus made it very well known. Look, I'm going to tell you who your father is right now. It's not Abraham. Yeah. It's the devil. Yeah, he said that. He said that. And so we're all connected to some sort of spiritual leader, even if we don't claim to actually follow him. Mm. We, are, we are connected to him. Look, I remember walking down the street years ago. We were witnessing on the streets, 
And I'll never forget as we were passing by this hotel, big old biker dude, mm-hmm. big, big man, probably, probably 350, 400 pounds, big biker dude, yeah. mean, yeah. burly looking dude. Yeah. Well, he had this really thin little pretty girl that was next to him. Mm-hmm. And she was like in her bra, and they're looking down on the streets mm-hmm. out of the motel room. And I remember walking by, and I just think, man, we just need to get my group by. And the Lord says, I want you to go back and talk to him. Wow. And I'm like, oh, man, he's not a guy you want to mess with. Yeah, you know? big dude. He's a big dude, strong. He wasn't afraid of nothing. And, and I looked up, and I said, hey. And he looked down on me, and his girlfriend was right there with, with him. She's in her bra. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he looks at me, didn't say nothing. I said, I'm talking to you, and the Lord told me to tell you, you know better. Instead, you've de- you decided to serve Satan, and this is why you're in the predicament you're in. Mm. And I didn't know what I was saying. I was still young in the things of God. And bold. And, but I was bold. And he looked down on me, and he goes, I spit in Satan's face. I said, you're not spitting in nobody's face if you're following, mm. if, you, if you follow the one that's leading you to destruction. I said, you're on a life of destruction, so you follow him, mm. whether you want to admit it or not. It it shook him so deeply, the girl that was next to him dropped her cigarette. She was smoking while she got nervous, and she ran inside. Wow. I don't know what she was afraid of, but she mm. must have seen an angel or something. I don't know, because mm-hmm. she couldn't have been afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she got nervous and ran inside. Yeah. He didn't say anything, and he stood up, and he walked away. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. But the point is, is whether he wanted to admit it or not. He's following someone. He is following somebody. He's mm-hmm. following Satan, even mm-hmm. though he says, I spit in Satan's face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not spitting in anybody. In fact, the more you spit in his face, but yet you live the lifestyle of yeah. Satan. Yeah. Satan don't care if you spit in his face all day because mm-hmm. he knows you. He's got you right where he wants you. So wow. this is why I say we're following something on a spiritual level, whether we believe know it or believe it or not. And again, it's a whole much to that that tri tip, if you will, that yeah. you just dropped right now. Yes, because I never heard you say that before, so that's good. Right, it is mm-hmm. very much so. So this is what happens. So you got mm. the world that's that's looks at the church, mm. disillusioned with the church. They don't like it. They They're frustrated the by it. They question it. They're against it. They don't like the way the church thinks, stacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, you got a multiple mo- multiple different reasons, mm-hmm. and they're all divided. But right. nonetheless, they still don't. They look at the church mm-hmm. with disregard, distrust. They don't like them at all. Not even significant. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the church as being significant. Yet the church has helped in more calamities than any other entity on planet Earth. Right, right. They help when people are in need. In fact, many of those people that talk against the church are probably people that have been helped by the church in some way. And they wow. don't even know it. Wow. That's a good point. A lot of their food. A lot of the money. Good point. Because churches give to organizations and help yes, with food pantries and things of that nature. Yes, so the point is that... The, the world looks upon it. So there's a reproach upon the church mm-hmm. because with that reproach there, mm-hmm. it's very hard for there to be a breakthrough of salvations. Mm. It's very hard. Okay. And okay. so how did that reproach get there? Yeah. It's because we, we have not, we have not been praying. Yeah. So the church hasn't been doing their part mm-hmm. and the world looks at us as in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, the truth is that the church hasn't done their part, and that's what brings the reproach on. Yeah, the reproach is also as a result of not not standing up 
you know, so when you, if you know what reproach means, reproach means to criticize somebody for doing something wrong. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's interesting how people will overlook our messes. Yes. They overlook our mess, but they sure won't overlook the, they won't overlook the mess of the church. Mm. You know? Why do you think that is, Pastor? Well, I think there's still a need to put somebody at fault for something, and it's easier to blame the church, right. even though the church has done nothing to them. But secondly, I think it's also, I think that um, it's a lot easier to blame the church for their shortcomings, mm. so they don't have, so that way they have an excuse not to go. Mm. Well, see, they mess up all the time. They're right. hypocrites. Right. They fell. So then that's why church isn't real. And right. so now they don't have to acknowledge God because yes. they always associate God and church as one. Yeah. yeah. No, God is ahead of the church. There's still two separate things. Mm-hmm. But they look at God and church as the same. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have to go to church, then I don't have to serve God. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah, why yeah. They, they like to prove that the church is always wrong at something. Interesting. Now, Pastor, when you got this revelation that uh, the Asbury event was going on. Yes. You, uh, if our listeners aren't familiar with that, in Asbury, there was a move of God. Yes. This was in, I believe, was it Connecticut? Or I don't, I'm sure, I forgot where Asbury was. Was it like Kentucky or something? It was something like that at yeah. a college campus. Yes. Where only worship seemed to be the prominent... Uh, that was a prominent feature of Feature of this, of this revival that was going on. But it's not a coincidence. You got this word, and this revival is going on. Yeah. It didn't last very long, unfortunately. Right. Stifled by man. Yeah. And the faculty there at that at that college campus. Yes. But you got this road, this word. The reproach is is the stigma. Yes. For the church, it is. It's the stigma over the church, um, and it's the, the the reproach comes because the church stops doing what it's doing, mm. but the reproach is also as a result of what the world see how the world sees the church, and mm. so. You know, the church is discredited. Mm-hmm. It's disgraced. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of bring some of that upon our own self. We discredit yeah. our, and disgrace ourselves. We're responsible for some of these messes that we've made in the church. Yes. And so the church isn't perfect. Yeah. But again, it, it makes the world look at us different. Okay. And so that reproach stays there. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, you've got shame and embarrassment. We bring mm-hmm. a lot of shame and embarrassment upon okay. ourselves. And so the people of the world recognize this. And so the church just is not valid anymore. Right. There's no power in it. Right. And of course they distrust us, you know. In other yeah. words, they don't believe that the church can help them in any way because they don't believe that the church cares about them. Yes. And so there's a distrust. Yeah. And so we've got a lot of issues going on here, but this reproach is like a blanket that yeah. hangs over the church. And it's kind of like you've ever you've heard of the old saying looking through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, looking through rose-colored glasses means that when you see it it and, looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But if you take the glasses off, you see for what it is. You see it for what it is. That's kind of what the reproach does. It's like rose-colored it's not but they're not rose-colored glasses. They're they're dimly lit dimly lit and dark colored and yes. you can barely see the church for what it really is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so it's like looking through this haze or this smoke of what the church really is yeah. and never really getting a good quality picture of yeah. of really how important church is yeah. and how important God is to their life and that's the way they see us yes. they see it through this reproach wow you one of the first points you wanted to make in regards to starting this message pastor you said we are in the condition that we're in because we're not relying on the Holy Spirit. Yes. We don't rely on the Holy Spirit in the church. The church got afraid many, many years ago because a lot of ministers started changing, not so much the message, mm-hmm. but the way they present the message. Mm-hmm. And instead of presenting it just the way the Holy Spirit would give them, they started presenting it with their knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they would learn their script, they would learn it, and then mm-hmm. they would just repeat it mm-hmm. the way they. They you know, trained themselves? Maybe? They trained themselves. You know, that was there for a while. And even I got caught up a little bit. And I had to be careful because the Lord really told me. Yeah. Is it what there were a lot of ministers out there saying, you need to be careful of what words you use. I, I, and I'm and, I, and I'm okay I mean, with that to some degree. You I mean, don't get wrong. I don't yeah. think you should be up there saying, you know what, church, you're all stupid. Okay. That's offensive. That's all. offensive. Yeah, that's just being mean. I, yeah. I don't believe in being mean. Yeah. But I don't believe you change your, your vernacular simply to please people either. Mm. So if I have to say, look, homosexuality is a sin, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that we need to be careful of sin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it. Exactly. It's homosexual is sin. No, I've heard ministers say, you know, I'm not going to touch that subject. Right. I've it's, heard ministers say Because they're afraid to say the words. Mm-hmm. And it's that's unfortunate because they're obligated to say it. Yes, sir. It's an obligation. I'm not yes, saying you have to do it every Sunday. I'm not saying you have right. to do it all throughout the whole message. Right. But when the opportunity presents itself and the Holy Spirit brings it, there it is. you speak on that. There it is. And a lot of people don't minister their messages as if they're inspired by God. They mm-hmm. minister their messages based off of what their knowledge, their yes. knowledge. Yes. And yes. I'm not saying it's all bad, but if it's not inspired by God, you're missing it. Exactly. At this point, you may mention, uh, you referenced this to, uh, back a couple of podcasts, is that it becomes seeker friendly rather than, than God, Holy Spirit friendly. Yeah, you got to be careful because... The, Again, I'm not saying all secret friendly is bad because there was some really good tools in all of that. Okay. When you learn how to use them right. Yes. But you, you don't forsake the things that the Holy Spirit needs yes. to do through you to be friendly That's the point. To, to new seekers. Yes. Never. Yes. Uh, you gave this passage here, Pastor, as a, as a point of emphasis in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I'm going to go ahead and read that real yep. quick here. And I love the, the, the heading above that. It says, a vital church grows. This is yes. how it grows. Verse 42 says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Yes. This is part of the way to break this reproach yeah. off of the church. We got to pray. We got to repent. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of praying. Yes. We got to repent because the only way to break the reproach is through repentance. Yes, sir. Why would you repent? Because we've got to change our ways. The church has to change their ways. And you, we have to repent because a truth has been told that we heard yep. that we're not lined up with. We're not lined up with. And so we got to repent of it and we got to get back to the right ways that we're supposed to. And that's what repentance ultimately is about. Yes, sir. It's turning back to the right way. And turning away from the wrong way. Mm. It's a 180 degree turn. Mm. Not a 360. Mm. It's a 180. Mm. That means you're going one direction. And you know that you're going that direction that's wrong. Mm. And you turn and go the opposite direction. Mm. That's what true repentance is. Mm. And the church has got to get back to that. That's why I said we got we can't be afraid to say what God puts on our heart to say. Mm. Even if it's offensive. You're not intentionally trying to be offensive. Mm. You're intentionally trying to be obedient. Mm. And so you've got to be, you got to repent of this. Yes. That means that when you repent, you now say, God, I'm going to start doing what's right. There it is. So I'll be honest. I'm going to talk as if I'm a listener. Yes. Listen to this. So basically, if I'm under reproach, that means I have not been obedient to the Lord. I have not totally wholeheartedly followed my shepherd, which is my pastor. Yeah. And I'm living the way I want to live. Yes. Yeah. You're doing a lot of things that. That may have a form of godliness, but it denies the power. Mm-hmm. It keeps the power of God from being able to be evident in the church. Mm-hmm. And part of that reason is because the church itself, mm-hmm. the people, the sheep, mm-hmm. including the shepherd, mm-hmm. 
are not are, are not living it outright. Okay. And so we got to be extremely careful. Of course, there's a whole lot more that we could add to this, but but I think this is just one of those things that are really important. It is, Pastor. We have to repent if we're going to break the reproach. And we do, Pastor, because right now there is a lost world out there, Pastor. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure if we've all noticed social media, news. Yeah. It is horrific out there. Yep. Some of the stands that the world is making and bullying the righteous. Yeah. Bullying the church to go along with this, Pastor. You know why the church gets bullied over the last 20, 30 years like it never has before? Yes. Ever, ever. Yes. I mean, ever. The reason is because the church used to be the one with the power. Mm. We used to have the, we used to walk in that authority and we weren't afraid of nobody. Now the church has changed and we need to repent of that. Now we become soft spoken. Mm. We become afraid to say the things that are righteous, the true. Mm-hmm. We become, and now as a result, people are not afraid of the church because the church has said we're not, we, because the church basically said we're afraid of the world. And now the world is saying, well, since you're not afraid of us, we're going to bully you. We're exactly. going to overpower you. Exactly. And that's what the world is doing. And we need to repent of that and say, God, we need to get back on the right track of just being honest and forthright, yes, whether sir. the world likes it or not. Church likes it or not. Yeah, you're right. I love what you say that. Repent for being soft-spoken. Yeah. I I think a lot of us are guilty for not speaking up when we should have spoke out. That's right. On a subject. It always starts at home. It always starts at home. And then they'll go outside the four walls at a job place, at a supermarket, wherever it is. But it starts at home to be outspoken and regarding the things of God. Yeah, it does. It, it, It starts at home. And if we don't train ourselves in the Word... If we don't get that relationship going in private with the Lord, mm-hmm. what happens is when we walk out into the community, look, even most people don't pray. Mm. They, 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 they talk a lot, but they don't pray. And so we, we tend to just, we kind of do what we call prayers as more as, as a way to just kind of feel good about what we've done. Yeah, We've got to get into the presence of God. And I'm not saying you have to be there 24-7 all the time. I'm saying is that we have to care about our relationship with him. Mm. And the moment we care about that, that's when that, that, that presence is much easier. Speaking with him, coming to him, talking mm. with him, communing with him. Mm-hmm. What will happen is you're not afraid either of what the world thinks about the life mm. that you choose to live. Yeah. And again, some people are naturally nicer and kinder anyway. That's yeah. just a personality thing. Yeah. But when I'm talking, when the Holy Spirit needs to lead us, especially as a church. Yeah. We cannot be afraid to say what's true mm-hmm. and what's not true. Yeah. And the church is so afraid. Yeah. The church is so afraid. Yeah. And what I find is that the world doesn't like people that are afraid. Yeah. And yeah. they don't like You're people right. that aren't afraid. You're right. They just don't like the church. Come on, Pastor. So if you want to not be afraid, they're still going to be afraid of you. Yeah. In fact, if you're not afraid, they're going to have a hard time ruling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you are afraid... They will take over. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in a lot of churches. We see a lot of churches yes, infiltrated sir. with all kinds of stuff. Oh, yes, sir. Ministers that are playing uh, secular. secular music yes. just to please people. Yes. Preaching secular messages, showing secular things on their videos. Yes, and pastor. It's so ungodly and so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens when we don't do what's right. Exactly. And one of your points, kind of going back to the reproach, you mentioned in Psalms 42, verse 9 to 10, you said one of the ways to see that if there's a reproach in your life is when you're praying and praying and praying and not seeing nothing. Yeah. You're not seeing anything. Yep. There must be something there. Yep. Yep. There must be something there. 
And so, look, I, I don't want the world to not get saved. Mm-hmm. But I also want the church to do what's right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's fix what's what we need to do in the church first. Mm-hmm. And then we might be able to fix the world. Mm. It's impossible to fix both if you're not fixed yourself. Yeah. Problem is we have broken vessels trying to fix people that are in pieces. Mm. You know, the world is in pieces. Yeah. They're, they're so divided. They're so hurting. They're so angry. They're so everything. Yeah. And yet we're vessels. We're, we're all, most of us are put together somewhat, but we still got cracks. Yes. We still got pieces that are missing. We're still broken ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the reason we're broke is because we're still not really sure who we are. Mm-hmm. And we need to get that figured out. And that comes in the presence of God, Lord yeah. and repenting. Repent of our life, the life that we're choosing that's not obedient. Amen, Pastor. And that's so powerful, repentance, Pastor. Yeah, it is. Especially for the body of Christ. Now, Pastor, you've you mentioned this several times in, in years past, but how important or how significant is the church to the world, to, to America? How important is it? Well, the if the church goes, there is no hope for the world. I don't care. There is nobody that can, there's just no way to get to the world. Mm. The only hope that the world has is that there's people out there that still believe in the word. Mm-hmm. There's still people out there that serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the only hope the church, ha- the world has. Yes. And so the church needs to get this reproach lifted. Yes, sir. We need to get back in and repent. Yes, And sir. say, God, repent. We repent of our wicked ways. Yes. We haven't been completely obedient. Yeah. Amen. Also, too, you said with reproach, it was another word. The obstinate. Yeah, it reveals obstinance. And obstinance is kind of interesting because obstinance is basically, um, it's it means basically to to be disobedient, basically. Okay. 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 And so when we repent and that reproach is lifted, now all of a sudden mm. the disobedience. Mm. In other words, you use with stubbornness. Yeah, the stubbornness that stubbornness. we have, it, it's revealed. You, yep. you, you know to do right. And you just absolutely refuse to do it. Right. You're stubborn. So even if we repent, if we don't realize what it's revealing, okay, look, we've Come been on. stubborn as a church. Come on, Pastor. We've been disobedient as a church. We haven't truly followed God's will mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. We haven't really done what God would want for the in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, once the reproach is lifted, even the church sees it. Mm-hmm. And when the church sees it, mm-hmm. well, now we've got a choice. The only way to break d- uh, obstinance now is to now be obedient. Mm. Okay, so with reproach, repentance. We repent. So that way we can see the obstinance. And the obstinance is obedience. What breaks that is obedience. Yes. I love it. And then once you're obedient, and once you break, once you see that obstinance, it's in your life that, that disrespect, that that disobedience, that that stubbornness, that that, that those issues that mm-hmm. kept us from being a powerful church. Mm-hmm. Once you see it, you'll see the obstinance. Right. right. Now, um, you need to be obedient and say, "Okay, God, now what's your will? I'm willing Amen. to follow." Amen. And I'm going to break this obstinance over my life. Amen, Pastor. And in your message, we're not totally blind by what we're doing. By the way, the Holy Spirit's always with us, yes. showing us, convicting us, compelling us. So we we're, we shouldn't sit here and think, what well, what is my reproach? What is what am I doing that's so sinful? What am I doing that's so wrong? We know what it is, right? We usually know. Look, I, you know how many people know that they shouldn't have left the church they did. They mm-hmm. left to go to another one. Mm-hmm. You know how many people, you know, God spoke to them. I want you up every morning. And I want you to mm-hmm. just take fifteen twenty minutes to spend time with me. Simple. Uh, Simple. you know, I, I want you to get your <laughs> children together and once a week. Have a little Bible study with them and teach them the word. This is good. I want you to go pray at the at the local uh, 
old folks home once every other week or something. Yeah. I want you to pray for them. I want you to get involved in the outreach ministry. You see, we're That's never good. quite obedient because we look for excuses to get through it That's good. without just doing good. what God told us to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's obstinance. Right. We're just doing it our way the way we want to do it. And God's got to break that in our life. Exactly. Life. And we're, we're expecting God results yes. by being obstinate. It's not going to happen. So we, get, so we get angry at God. God, you never, again, answered my prayers. Right. That's and, right. and there's a reason why is because we're not repenting because of the reproach. That's right. And we're not being obedient because of the obstinance that is being revealed. Yes. And, and we're blaming God for the reproach and the obstinance in our own lives made by our own choices. That's exactly right. And so if if we'll be obedient, mm-hmm. we'll find yeah. that God will take care of the obstinance in our life. Because mm-hmm. the closer, the more we do what God's will, yes, sir. the more we stop disobe- disobeying. Yes. And, and then once you do, here's what you'll find. Because you'll find that the church, once you break that reproach, mm-hmm. you start being obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Here's what will happen. Yes. You'll find favor with God and with man. Like Jesus. Uh, like Jesus did. That's the only reason Jesus never struggled. He, he, he was never disobedient. But he found favor with God and with man. That's what happens when you when you get rid of the obstinance in your life. You find favor. Things start happening wonderful in your life. People start recognizing you. People start like, wow. Like I have a lot of non-Christian friends that I play racquetball with. Yeah. They all highly respect me because they, they realize, wow, this guy is... Loves the Lord. You know, there's something different about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they call me. They text me. Hey, can you pray? Yeah. You know, they haven't chosen to completely serve the Lord. But when they got questions, I'm the guy they go to. Yeah. I'm the guy they go to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We understand is that at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. um, when you start being obedient, you bring favor. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to find favor with many people because of that life, the life that I choose to live. So this is so significant that we just make sure we're breaking this off our lives. Yes. Reproach and obstinance. Yes. That equates to favor. Yes. I love the four points you made also in the message too, Pastor. So four things that will change in your life when the reproach is removed is that you will be heard. Yeah, you so, will be. Number one, you'll be heard. Yep. You will be heard because that, that that's part of the problem with a reproach is that, um, is that there's always a hindrance to the words that you speak to people. There's always a hindrance. They never take you serious. They don't take you serious. And it's like, well, why? Because the reproach not only blinds people from what the church really is about, Mm -hmm. that means they also can't hear what the church is really good for. Mm -hmm. So they're not hearing the message either. Mm -hmm. And so they they start hearing you different when the reproach is gone, Mm -hmm. and especially when you start being obedient. Wow. I mean, to me, I think of of a spouse, right? Not taking the other spouse serious on certain things, topics in, in the home. But once you start getting that correct in your life, they're going to take you serious. Yeah, they sure will. Your children will start taking you serious. That's right. Like you mentioned it before, your boss will take you serious. Yes, that's exactly right. And when that happens, again, you're opening up your world to people that now their ears are opening up to you. My goodness. Because you're finding favor now in their eyes. So, Pastor, you want to, again, the excitement now is, a hunger now is getting this off your life. Because you deserve to be heard. Yes, Yes, exactly. Look, we've, we're the only ones with the message. Mm. We're the only ones. Mm. If the world had the message, they wouldn't need you. Mm. We're the only ones with the message. What's the message? The message of hope, the message of salvation, the yeah. message, the gospel, the yeah. good news. We're the only ones. We're the message. We have the message. And 
Here we are. We're not being heard. How many people are out there ministering to their neighbors or have opportunities? And it's like, man, you know it ministered to them, but they didn't get it deep in them. Why? Because there's something blocking it. Yeah. It may not be because of just them. It may be because of us. Exactly. I love what you said, too. Sometimes your good is not good enough. Yep. It is. On, on your best day, it's still not good enough. It's not. And that's what really stinks is when you can have a great day and yet it not be enough to get you enough. through it. Not be enough. And the, the point that you, I love what you said went into it was hungry people make they make their move towards God. Yeah, hungry people do. Hungry people people always will always make their move towards God because they find that they're not they're they're not they're, when you're hungry, you want more. Yeah. And hunger breathe or births the desire and the craving to have more. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's extremely important to really learn what it's going to take to stay hungry. You're not always going to be hungry. Mm -hmm. We need to get that (laughs) because they're just days emotionally. We're not there. Yes, sir. But you know what you do? You go feed yourself anyway, Mm -hmm. because the day will come when all of a sudden a week or two, Hey, I've been in a place where it's been a couple of months sometimes where I just feel dry, so yeah, to speak. Where yeah. I feel like, eh, yeah. man, Lord, it's been rough. Yeah. I don't feel your presence, whatever. But you know what? You stick with it anyway, mm-hmm. and you'll break through, mm-hmm. and then the hunger will show back up. Mm-hmm. You just stick with it. Look, it. I don't, just because I'm not hungry at times, I'll still eat dinner when the family eats dinner, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. I will. Yeah. I may not eat that much because I'm not that hungry. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll start eating and all of a sudden I realize, man, I'm really hungry. There it is. Right? Yes, it does. And so that's what you do. You feed your spiritual, you feed your spirit, mm-hmm. whether you feel hungry or not. Yeah. Because you'll find, look, there's been times, there are days that I'm like, man, I am just so tired. I don't want to think about ministry mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've always got Christian programming going on around yes. here anyway. Yes, sir. And so sometimes Cindy will have something on, and I'll be just kind of standing there, and I'll start listening. And before you know it, I'm like, ooh, this is good. Yeah. Well, five minutes ago, I didn't feel that way. And all of a sudden, yeah. five minutes later, I'm like, ooh, I want to hear it now. Yes. And yet all day long, I'm like, oh, man, God, I don't want to go listen. I'm just so tired. I'm yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, I'll be listening, and it's like, ooh, yeah, I want to listen to more. Mm-hmm. You see, you just feed yourself whether you like it or not. We just got to go against the flesh. If we can feed ourselves on food when we're not hungry, Mm -hmm. you can feed yourself on the Word of God when you're not hungry. I love that. You're just striving with the best. That's it. I love it, Pastor. Second was you have favor. You you already said that. Now, thirdly is you receive special blessings. Yeah. Um, Remember, the things that got you there uh, uh, or the things that God tried to get to you, in other words... Um, were hindered mm-hmm. at one point, but now they're okay. being released. Okay, so when oh, you are obedient, like you open yourself up to blessings. Mm-hmm. God, you know, a lot of times we don't understand why God just is doing this for so and so so often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the difference between those that see a lot of blessings and those that don't. Yes, it's simply the people that see more blessings are the people that are more obedient. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. Plain and simple. It'll mm. always be that way. And I know people don't think about it. You know, today I was sitting there praying. I'm like, Lord, I was asking him about some things. And and the Lord said something really simple. He goes, did you, he goes, you're asking me for a lot of things, but you've already forgotten the things that I've done. Mm. And I said, well, Lord, show me. What were they? And he, I mean, it was like instantly a floodgate opened just in the past few months 
all of a sudden a dozen things that I'm like, and he goes, and this is what he told me. He says, son, he says, how many people do you know that don't even see that? Mm. And I'm like, whoa, Lord, that's funny. I didn't even think about that, Lord. And he goes, son, those were big and you didn't see those. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord. And I realized the reason I see more blessings than most people is because I strive to be obedient. Mm. I strive to live a life that's the way he would please him. And I'm like, you know what? I do see financial blessings. Mm -hmm. I do get to go do things that other people don't a lot of times Mm -hmm. do that want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do get to go on minister at places and do things like that. I I do get to talk with people and minister into their lives. I got people constantly sitting with me this past week, two people alone Mm -hmm. sit with me and want to talk about the word. Mm -hmm. I was tired, but I'm like, what a blessing. I I get to do this. Yes, sir. So, no. I, I realize, you know what, Lord, what am I saying? Yeah. I, I Forgive me. You know, Pastor, before I get to the fourth one, you just reminded me of just like the events that transpired in your passionate life at the beginning of the year. Yeah. After this message, doors were opening for you guys yes. to minister in different, in different states. And you, the prophetic was on you so strong. Eight days, every day for eight days, you were prophesying, speaking to people's lives. Yes. And you were not tired. Yeah. You, you you didn't require a lot of sleep, right? And you came back, and that poured into all of us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Poured into all of us, and which leads me to the fourth one is that the stigma about you will leave. Yeah, the thing that they you 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 got healed. Yeah. up there, Pastor. Yes, I did. You got healed. It broke off of you. Yeah, it did. It did break. You know, stigma is what people see their perception of you. Yeah. You know, I remember while I was there, and I I didn't plan on going to minister. I ended up ministering. The whole time I was there. Yeah. And literally in front of people and with individuals, with pastors, I it was just constant. Restaurants. But the first two days I was there, I didn't really say or do much. Mm. Um, just the, the opportunities didn't arise and I just didn't feel right yet. Yeah. Um, what had happened was I got prayed for and something lifted and I got healed. Mm. Well, after that, I was given opportunities to minister yeah. and to talk, yeah. to share. Mm-hmm. And I was told, open up, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, well, when I did, mm-hmm. I had people thinking that I'm just this quiet pastor right. here following this other minister that invited me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people just thought that. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. I would too because yeah. I didn't say much. didn't do anything. And when all of a sudden those floodgates opened, their whole stigma. I had one of the guys that I was hanging, that I was that I was staying with, mm-hmm. neat, neat man. Yes. Him and his wife are just beautiful people. They let me stay at their home, Doug and Bev. And um, I remember I did I ministered at the men's banquet or a little thing that they yeah. did. They did a men's a little men's conference or not conference, but a little men's uh, uh, fellowship. Yeah. At one of the churches, well, they asked, I was asked to get up and minister for about 15 minutes. Okay. And they told me, and the, the gentleman I was with, he said, here's what I want you to minister on. I had nothing prepared. Wow. And he says, and by the way, I want you to also bring young people into it when you do. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was that. And wow. I literally had no, no scripture, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I opened my mouth, ended up being amazing. Had no clue. I wow. didn't even have an, a clue what I was going to talk about yeah. until he told me just before I got up. Wow. But that's good. I I, I don't like it, but I love it. 
I love it at the same time because it totally requires me to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I ended up ministering this amazing stuff. Yeah. And afterwards, the guy that I was staying with, we're in the car and he got real silent. Mm. And um, he finally looked at me and he's driving down the road and he goes, man, I just look at you different now. And I didn't know what he meant at first. And I said, well, you know, uh, so I'm laughing, kind of chuckling. And I yeah. said, well, what do you mean by that? You know, he goes, he goes, I didn't know that was in you. Mm. And I'm like, I said, no, I, I get it. Yeah, because I haven't really done much since I've been here the last couple of days. This is the first time I got to really, really just be me and do what I do. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he goes, I'll never look at you the same. And it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. He was sure. saying it in a good for way. Sure. Yes. Like that's that's awesome that that's in you. Like I didn't know that that that's who you really were as a person. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. And what happens is when the reproach, when you find favor with people and you're obedient to the Lord, and these blessings start coming and and um you know and then they're hearing you and then they get they even hear you now. Mm-hmm. There's repentance. All of a sudden, there's stigma. How they perceive you is just different. What they thought of you mm-hmm. is not what they thought of you. Mm. They thought I was this guy. And in the day that I opened my mouth, bloop. Oh, no. Not, you're not that guy. You're this guy. Mm. You're not the same guy we thought you were. That we. Wow. And so the stigma changes. And this is where the church has got some issues that they need to fix. Because we've got a stigma. The people of the world think we're this. But God says No. You're a glorious church. You're a yeah. church. You're supposed to be a body without spot or spot or blemish. Yeah. You're supposed to be powerful. You're supposed to be the anointed. You're supposed mm-hmm. to share the gospel of truth. You're supposed to walk mm-hmm. casting out doubt. You see, we have all of these right. things, and we do none of that in the body of Christ. Right, right. So the body, so the world is not afraid of us. Right. The world looks at us with a reproach yeah. through the eyes of a reproach. And would you also include some people? inside the church i mean i love what you said this person was who was in the church he represents obviously like let's say a stagnant person yeah 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 i didn't know that was in you right even the people of the church are possibly saying that about the church they do even within the church because they all it's whatever you're exposed to if you're exposed to just great preaching Mm -hmm. that's all you think the church is about if you're exposed to churches that have great programs, very good. Very good. then that's all you're. That's very all you good. know. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, when people come into a new church, and it's not just about programs, mm-hmm. it's about this and it's about that. It, it depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. It rubs them the wrong way, or they love it. Mm-hmm. And usually, the ones that get rubbed the wrong way, it's usually about what's being preached, mm-hmm. and it's about what they see, like the Holy Spirit. Right. Many, many people cannot stand people talking in tongues in church. Wow. People can't stand healings happening and the prophecies happening. Right, right, right. Those are the things that usually most people have a problem with. And I'm like, don't care. Uh, I'm going to prophesy and I'm going to speak in tongues right. and I'm going to lay hands on people and right. I'm going to see healings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that's the honest truth. That's the way the world sees it, like it's something occultic. Mm-hmm. And that's the way a lot of times new people that come into the church see it mm-hmm. because they don't really understand it. Right. And so right. they have this stigma, this perception of us, and it needs to be broke. Needs to be broke. Amen, Pastor. Yep. Is there a certain way you want to close this out, Pastor? You said some really good things about this reproach, and, it, and it's not complicated. No, no, no. no it's not all. complicated. Reproach is repentance, and obstinance is, is, yeah. is obedience. And you talk about this way how God just opened the doors for you. Yeah. And He can open the doors for every one of us, too. Every one of us. Yeah, it's real simple. When you go pray, 
Ask the Lord, Lord, reveal to me some things that I haven't really that I haven't really lived correctly as a man or a woman of God, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. That that's not you know whatever it is. Or God, has there been some things that you've told me that I just didn't want to hear it? Yes. Sir. Has there been some things that I should be doing that I just chose not to want to do it? Is there some things in my life, attitudes or actions, personality things, flaws, or just spiritual things that God that I just I just haven't wanted to 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 deal with or whatever. Uh, maybe it's the way I'm treating people, my wife or my spouse. Maybe it's an attitude. Whatever it is, Lord, reveal it to me, because Lord, I repent of those things. I repent of those things. Of those things. And then when you make that repentance, say, God, show me what your will is for my life, and I will respond in obedience. And God, I know that when I respond in obedience, favor will come into my life. Amen. And I'll break the reproach and I'll live a life that's completely spiritual and I'll, and Lord. So that's, and that's about it. It's pretty simple. I mean, listener, there you have it. It's not difficult. Application, application, yeah. application, like Pastor Paul's talking yeah. about. And another thing too, I want to emphasize, receive this word. Amen. Receive it with all your heart. Receive it with all your soul, might, and strength and say, God, this reproach needs to be lifted off my life, off my marriage, off my children, off my business, off our church. If you go to a different church, it's time to get it off now. And again, apply what Pastor Paul was talking about and receive it. And you will see things change together. That's right. In Jesus' my name. We love you, listener. God bless. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.